live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick James. I am Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If you hear this voice today, do not turn in the window. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. This is episode number 59. I am your host, Rick Lee James, and let's get going. This is going to be a short episode today. I'll tell you why in just a moment. Before I do that, I want to send you over to the internets, the interwebs, all the different internet pages that are out there. Go to one of these two. Go to rickleejames.bandcamp.com or just go to rickleejames.com and find out how you can pre-order my new live DVD. And also, while you're there, might as well order the CD that goes along with it so you can listen to it in your car or wherever you go. Uh, And you can also download the album digitally at those places. It doesn't come out until March 1st, but if you order now, I will send you the copies in advance so you can actually get them uh, before March 1st gets here, if you hurry. Uh, If not, you'll just have to get them online afterwards like the rest of the world. But rickleejames.bandcamp.com or rickleejames.com for more information. I really would appreciate the pre-orders because that'll help us to cover the expense in advance uh if not we'll just catch you afterwards but also want to let you know i'm going to be in concert coming up this weekend in kentucky it's a closed event though sorry but if you're a teenager on the district in kentucky you're going to get to see me this weekend got some other dates coming up in indiana and other places around Uh, hopefully going to be doing more dates all the time to promote basement psalms live Uh, but go to rickleyjames.com for that information Now, getting into today's podcast and the topic and why it's going to be a short one, it's a busy weekend right now. It seems like all the days are busy since I am a new dad, but this weekend especially is busy. We've got family coming into town, and it's going to be a good weekend. They're coming in to celebrate and to be a part of the baptism of our little boy, Alexander Grayson James. He turned seven weeks old this week. Um, I'm recording on a Saturday today. It's later than I usually get to record. It's just been one of those kind of weeks. But I wanted to talk a little bit about infant baptism because I think it may be a topic a lot of people don't know about and maybe don't understand and maybe even are misinformed about what baptism is. A lot of people would say, well, you shouldn't be baptized until you're of an age where you can make that decision for yourself. I disagree. The early church disagrees. Um, I think even the Bible disagrees. But it's okay to disagree. But I just want to share with you kind of my um, explanation and and the reasoning behind this and why I think that Christianity backs this up. Um, Now, let me just tell you a story quickly, if I could, that kind of illustrates this point. Because baptism is a sacrament. And uh, I am a part of a denomination that believes in sacraments. Different denominations seem to have more than others. Uh, I wish the Nazarene Church I was a part of would acknowledge a few more sacraments. Maybe give us time and we will. Um, But one of the sacraments that we do acknowledge and hold very dear is baptism. It's another sacrament uh, that you're going to be very familiar with, I'm sure, is communion. So let me explain to you first about what a sacrament is. A sacrament... Uh, And this is going to be a lot from the Book of Common Prayer, just so you know where I'm coming from today. This is not stuff I'm just making up. Uh, If you go to the Catechism, which is in the Book of Common Prayer, it asks the question, what are sacraments? And the definition, the answer, it says, The sacraments are outward and visible signs of inward and spiritual grace given by Christ as sure and certain means by which we receive that grace. 
Uh, these sacraments also have to do with corporate worship. And so it's a very important, very significant thing that we come together in corporate worship. Now, what is corporate worship? By corporate, I mean that we are uniting ourselves with others to acknowledge the holiness of God, to hear God's word, to offer prayer, to celebrate the sacraments, to to come together as the body of Christ. Let me illustrate um, the way a sacrament works, at least in my thinking. This does not come from the Book of Common Prayer. This is uh, after my reflecting more about what it means. Sacraments are generally something done to us, not by us, or something done for us, not by us. Uh, It's something that we can't do really for ourselves. We may think that we're doing it for ourselves. Oftentimes, I think we come to the Lord's table, to communion, thinking, well, I'm coming to take this bread. But in actuality, what we are doing is we are receiving. Um, We are receiving the cup. We are receiving the bread as we come together. Uh, Let me give a a quick story to illustrate my point. Last Sunday, as we were celebrating the Sacrament of Communion together, uh, I was playing music at the piano while the body was receiving. And as oftentimes happens when you're the one who's playing the music, someone has to bring the elements over to you. And it so happened that we were doing communion by intinction. And what that means, if you're not familiar, is we would rip off a piece of the bread and dip it into the cup and then take it that way and receive both of the elements together. Well, I was playing piano, uh, playing a communion song, actually, and um, as I'm in the middle of playing it and singing it even, I, I couldn't really reach out and take it for myself. Pastor Mike, our youth pastor and associate at our church, he walked over with the cup and a piece of bread and dipped it in and actually put it into my mouth for me, which got me thinking this way. I thought, I don't know if anyone's ever done that for me, but by some faith traditions, that's actually the way that they receive communion. They receive it. If you go, for instance, to to, uh, many, if not all, Catholic churches, they will lay the uh, wafer up on your tongue. It's a symbolism that this is something being done for you, a grace being given to you, that salvation is not something you can do for yourself. So how does this lead into baptism? Uh, Baptism being another sacrament. Let me explain a little bit about that. Once again, if we go to the Book of Common Prayer, uh, holy baptism is something done for us. Just like in communion last week when Pastor Mike gave me that bread, I couldn't do for myself. He gave it to me freely. I received freely. We were receiving the body of Christ together. Holy baptism is another one of those receiving gifts. Uh, A Book of Common Prayer, it says, uh, what is holy baptism? The answer, holy baptism is the sacrament by which God adopts us as his children and makes us members of Christ's body, the church, and inheritors of the kingdom of God. Um, So let's think about this for a moment. It has to do with covenant. It has to do with initiation. It has to do with being marked by God. And a question that is given to us is what is required of us at baptism? And the answer is it is required that we renounce Satan, repent of our sins, and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So the question that's often given to us with with that in mind is how is an infant going to do that? How is my seven-week-old baby going to renounce Satan, repent of sins, accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. I mean, he can barely even hold his head up yet. You know, he's not even on solid food. That seems like a lot to be asking him. So this question is, then then why are infants baptized? And the answer is this. Infants are baptized so that they can share citizenship in the covenant. 
membership in Christ, and redemption by God. And another question follows that up. How are the promises for infants made and carried out? Promises are made for them by their parents. That's Jen and myself. And sponsors who guarantee that the infants will be brought up within the church to know Christ and to be able to follow him. So with that in mind, that is why uh, we are baptizing our baby tomorrow. That's why he is receiving the sacrament of baptism together. It's a promise made by us, his parents, on behalf of the infant that he will be brought up within the church. This is not a very popular concept uh, in modern slash, I don't know, even postmodern times right now. Because we always think in terms of Jesus as a personal Savior. But we need to understand that Jesus as personal Savior is not a Bible term. It's not even necessarily a Christian term. It's an Enlightenment term. Back during the Enlightenment when the modern age actually hit upon us and we actually began thinking like individuals rather than as a people, um, we started thinking more in terms of personal, personal, me this, me that, my this, my that, me, 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 me. The Bible is not a personal book when you read that. God is not a personal God. And, and let, me, let me preface that. God is very personal to me. I do believe that God speaks, that God moves personally in me. But the faith is communal. While there may be some personal sides to it, it is not private, not in any way. If your Christianity is private, then you have a false form or a misunderstood form of Christianity and what it is. That is an enlightenment term. Uh, what we are about as people who are followers of Christ, we're not so much concerned with the idea of following or having a personal Savior as we are in this idea. Now, let me explain myself before you go crying. You know, Rick James is a heretic, and I want him out of the church. I, I think you're going to help be helped by this, hopefully, as I explain this a little bit more. I am more concerned that the God we see embodied in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit would be Lord of Rick, Jen, Alex, just like my father was concerned that God be the Lord of Randy, Mary Jane, Tony, and Rick, which was passed on to me and now to my family, just like we see in the book of Acts and in several places in the Bible where someone begins to follow Jesus, the jailer and his whole household were baptized together, that they would follow Christ, that they would walk this road together. Corporate worship is something that happens together in Christianity. It's something that it's, I, I don't think it's unique to Christianity, but it's something that gives it its full, true mark. That's why so many of my friends seem to be heading to the Catholic faith um, after years in Protestantism because of the communal aspect. They're beginning to understand that Jesus is not just my personal Savior. Jesus is cosmic. He is not just Lord of me. He is Lord of all. And when I want my family to think in terms in that way, that he's not my Jesus that we are Jesus's, that he is not my God, he is the God and I belong to him, that we are his together, that as we walk together, that we're going to be holding each other accountable, that as we baptize Alex into this faith, that he can't really take steps for himself right now, 
we are taking steps with him and for him to bring him into this community. If he was to wait until he was 65 years old, if he was a professor and maybe he had his doctorate and was teaching and understood theology to its fullness and then decided for himself he wanted to be baptized, guess what? Baptism is still something done to him. It's something done for him, never something done by him. Our salvation is not contingent on whether or not our minds have made a mental assent about it. God has offered us salvation fully and freely. We see in Jesus that he has come back from the dead saying forgiveness, blessing us with arms open wide, having us to come and touch the wounds in his side, sharing meals with us, inviting us to his table. And so for this act of grace we bestow upon Alex this weekend, um, I am very grateful that he gets to be a part of this. I'm very grateful that as our family is coming in from out of town that we can celebrate and share this together, that we are saying together, you are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of our family, and our family will follow Jesus. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, as it says in Joshua and in many, many places. And it all goes back really to Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4 through 9, that you would love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. But you have to understand that that passage is addressed not to one person. It is addressed to a nation, to a people of Israel. And it gives specific instructions to y'all. It literally is, is y'all. If you go back in languages, it's the best translation we have. So the Southerners have it right. Y'all love the Lord your God with all of your hearts, with all of your soul, with all your might, with everything you have. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're away, when you lie down, when you rise. Teach them to your children. Write them on the doorposts of your house that we serve God. Thus, we are having our infant baptized this weekend. So that's about all I have for today on Voices in My Head. I just wanted to address that topic that uh, I, I know is maybe controversial to some. It's not to me. I've made that decision a long time ago. Uh, baptism was something done for me. Uh, if I wait on my understanding for it to happen, it's never going to happen. But it's a beautiful grace I want to be a part of, and I want my son, my family, to be a part of it together. So I hope you enjoyed this. I'm sure there may be questions, comments. You may want to you know, write me and call me a big heretic or whatever. Um, that's fine. You can do that. Uh, feel free to do that. Just go to my website, find an email. Uh, but I do want to encourage dialogue on this. We're going to stop the podcast with that today. Got lots to do this weekend. But I thank you for listening, and I hope you've been enjoying Voices in My Head. We'll see you again hopefully next week. God bless. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.